Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine. I'm so excited that you've decided to join me today. This podcast season has been so great. We've interviewed some dynamic women, and I'm looking for more and more over time. Today, I have with me Miss Kia Stevens. She is the founder of Entrusted Women, which is designed to equip Christian women communicators of color. She's a public speaker and contributing writer for iBelieve.com, Beloved Women, Proverbs 31 Ministries, and Crosswalk. Kia is also the author of Overcoming Father Wounds, Exchanging Your Pain for God's Perfect Love. I'm so excited to have Kia with me today. I can't wait to have this conversation. It's so touching to me. I'm so connected to it. And so I'm just looking to be healed. I'm looking to go global. So Kia, would you please, please, please introduce yourself to the Girl Go Global community? Sure. Hi, Dr. Jasmine. It's great to be with you in the Girl Go Go Global community. I love that title. Uh, as you mentioned, I have written Overcoming Father Wounds, Exchanging Your Pain for God's Perfect Love, but it certainly didn't start there. Um, mm-hmm. A few years ago, maybe about six or seven years ago, I started my first blog, which was the Father Swap blog to help women exchange their father wounds for the love of God the Father. And then shortly after that, I started Entrusted Women to equip Christian women communicators of color. And that uh, that act of obedience was really the, I saw the manifestation of the scripture that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart because God opened a door for me to meet my acquisition editor and eventually publish the soon to be released book, Overcoming Father Wounds. And so that's me in a nutshell. Uh, I'm I'm a regular person. I have two kids and a husband of almost 20 years. Oh, wow. And so um, my days are filled being a, a mother and a housewife and, and juggling other stuff in between. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me here. I believe this is going to be a great conversation and I believe will add value and healing to women who are listening. So overcoming father wounds, tell me about it. Why the title? Where did did it come from in your spirit? And just tell us more about the book and the on spring. What brought this on? What brought on the title? What brought on you wanting to tell your story in this way? Sure. Well, it started when I was in high school. I had a book idea in my heart and and it stemmed from just a a neediness, a, a, a vacuum that I experienced and felt in my soul, but I really couldn't name it or describe it. And so I had this book called The Void and I went to college working on this book, The Void, and I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it off and on in college. And then when I got out of college, shortly after that, I got married. I'm still working on this book. And and through uh, counseling, through television shows, through messages by ministers, I discovered, oh, that vacuum is really a father-shaped vacuum uh, that I have in my soul. And a lot of things I began to discover stemmed from that 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 father shaped vacuum I discovered the term father wound I had no idea that there was a whole term father wound you know I I began to discover other terms like fatherless 
daddy list, daddy wound, father wound, daddy issues. I was like, oh, this is a whole thing. And anyways, with that particular particular book, excuse me, I uh, had planned to take that book and and go. I discovered She Speaks, which is a, a conference for uh, writers and speakers for women. And I was going to take that book idea, that manuscript or that book proposal, and I was going to present it at this conference. And, and I just knew I was going to be discovered. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> when I was teaching, I was still teaching at the time, at that I was thinking about going to this conference and I remember moving my laptop with my external hard drive inserted into the USB which is the only place that I had my manuscript the only place I had all of my research and all of my notes and quotes and everything else and when I went to transfer my laptop from my teacher desk over to my student desk so I can have a meeting the U- the um, external hard drive slipped out of the USB and fell onto the floor. And in that moment, I knew I had lost everything. Mm. And um, sure enough, we tried. We tried to retrieve it. My husband is a techie. We took the external hard drive apart. No luck. We sent it off to a data retrieval center. center, And um, it was going to cost about $2,000. So that Mm. wasn't happening. And I, I pretty much grieved the loss of this book I did at that time. I think it had been with me for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just was so discouraged. And a friend of mine reached out to me about three months after that had happened and said, you know, what are you going to do for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. I just, just want to survive. Boo hoo hoo. You know, that's where I was. And uh, she said, well, um, you should go to the conference and why don't you turn what you were going to turn into a book turn it into a blog Mm -hmm. and it really was um the best idea because it gave me opportunity to begin engaging with the women that I believe God called me to reach it gave me an opportunity to begin putting content out there and seeing if it was resonating with women in the way that I thought it would so I'm really glad that at this point I can say I'm glad I lost my book because that wasn't the book God wanted me to write God wanted to do something new and so really that that's where it started the journey began from there I started doing YouTube videos started interviewing women women started reaching out to me on social media and then also in my inbox my email they would send me letters or they would tell me all about their lives what their father did and how they struggled and and I realized you know this was not just an idea this is actually a a thing this is a Mm. thing Kia I love your story it's so touching and I believe God just has a way of you know just working all things out for our good I know you lost your thumb drive but it it brought you to a different your purpose in a different way and so I'm so excited about that and uh, one of the reasons why we're even connected because you lost your thumb drive (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah so you know it it, things have a way of working out um you've talked a little bit about um just overcoming father wounds can you like bring that out for us a little bit more sometimes we don't know we're wounded I mean obviously I've heard fatherlessness or feeling abandoned by my father or I too have had some father wounds I would think I I was I did not was not raised with my father but can you tell us about some the wounds like what what more can you shed light on what people may or may not be aware when it comes to that 
Sure. Uh, well, one of the questions I've I've gotten a lot as I've been promoting the book is what exactly is a father wound? Mm. And so if you do a Google search for the term father wound, you're going to discover that it's synonymous with father absenteeism. And a father can be absent for a myriad of reasons. I'll just name a few. Divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, drug addiction, alcoholism, an affair, another relationship, premature death, or a physically present father, but an emotional emotionally absent father. And all of those Mm. scenarios have the potential to create a wound in the soul of a woman. And uh, another thing that I discovered is that for many years, I was saying father wounds, father wounds, but really you need to unpack what mm. what wound are we talking about? That's what specific what, yes. wound? If That's we're good. saying wounds and it's plural, then le- how can we unpack the different types of wounds that a father can have? And so I've looked at it a couple ways. The first way would be that we're trying beings. We're part body, we're part soul, and we're part spirit. And the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotion. And so I believe we can have, we can incur a wound in all three of those parts of our of, of who we are. If we have a body wound, it could be a physical wound that we experienced or a sexual wound. If it's with our spirit, you know, the father is the lens through which we view God. And so for some of us, we have difficulty connecting with God, our heavenly father, because of the impact of our biological father on Mm. our spirit. And then as it relates to the soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions, you could have a, a, a ton of different wounds. You could have a love wound, a trust wound. You could have a provision wound or an ex- acceptance wound. And all of these wound types have the potential to impact how we do life, right? How we engage with the opposite sex, Mm. how we engage with our children, how we view ourselves when we look in the mirror or how we go after the things that God has given us. Are we confident? Are we secure? Are we second guessing ourselves? Are we self-sabotaging relationships uh, without even knowing it? Uh, so, you know, I liken it to a, a gunshot wound. If, if, if someone has a gunshot wound or, or any type of wound, if, if a small child has a bruise or a scratch or a scrape or they, they have a tear and they need stitches, no doctor anywhere is going to say, oh, just go sit down. Just sit down and that wound is going to take care of itself. No, it's not. It's not going to take care of itself and you will continue to hemorrhage and bleed out. When we have wounds, we have to tend to them. We have to clean that wound with soap and water and then potentially put some um, some alcohol or, or peroxide or some type of healing balm on it, neosporin, aloe vera, and then bandage it. And we don't get to a place where that skin scabs over and, and forms new skin without doing that. We, could, we run the risk of an infection. And it's the same thing with wounds of the heart. We can't see those wounds. So it's a little bit easier to mask and fake and hide and dismiss and deny. But it doesn't negate the fact that the wounds still exist. That's good. I love it. Oh, my goodness. This is touching me even now um, with your sharing. Can you tell us a little bit more about those father wounds in relationship to our faith, right? So 
I heard sure. you say that, you know, sometimes the wounds that we have from our biological father, our natural fathers, right, um, can impact our relationship with God or how we see God. Can you share any light regarding that connection and what we can do to further enhance our relationship with God in a, in a new and empowering way? Sure. Well, years ago, I discovered this quote, I think it was in the Washington Times that says, uh, people, it's common for people to perceive that God is like the father or fatherly figures that they had in their lives. And it was really shocking for me because I was like, this is a secular uh, news outlet that's really unpacking a, a, a spiritual truth for us. And um you know, that is the temptation that if our father was distant, we might perceive God to be distant. If our father was aloof or if our father was a dictator or dominant or passive or or any attribute that our father might have had, it's tempting for us to ascribe that same attribute to God, to view God through the lens of our biological father. And what I've had to do in my life is begin to view God through the attributes that are outlined in scripture that indicate who God is. You know, of course, we if we grew up in the church, we've heard God is a way maker. God is a provider. God is a bridge over troubled, troubled water. But God is also a friend. God is also accessible. God is also kind. God is also concerned about the things that we're concerned about. God is also tender. God is also just. He is righteous. And so when we begin to relate to God based on who he has revealed himself to be through the pages of scripture, as we read about how he engaged with um. Uh, people in, in the biblical days, and then also just how he's described in scripture, then we can begin to change and, and transform the view that we have of God from looking at him through the lens of our biological father to looking at, at him as he is. Uh, and, and as I'm saying this, you know, there may be listeners that are saying, you know, that sounds so quick, so one and done, uh, but I, I really hope that listeners will understand it was not a one and done experience for me. Uh, I'm talking to you now after 20 plus years of processing my father wounds. And so I am have, have um, synthesized and, and made this story nice and neat with a bow and, and, and succinct. I'm telling you about things I've learned about God that have taken me years to learn. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have to be willing to be patient uh, to get get in there with God and 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 honestly, sometimes wrestle with Him. You know, Jacob wrestled with God out in the wilderness. Sometimes we find ourselves wrestling with God, wrestling with the realities uh, of things that God allowed in our lives. God, why did you allow me to have a father wound? Or why was my father an alcoholic? Why was my father addicted to drugs? Why did my father cheat on my mother? Why did my father abandon my family? Why did we have to struggle so much? And other people that I went to school with did not. These are things that we can't easily dismiss, deny, mask, or fake. We cannot easily forgive these. Uh, and if you can, praise God for you. But that was not necessarily my <laughs> story. You know, I had to get in there with the Lord and really duke it out and, and mm. just wrestle with him 
and finally come to a place of peace, but not without counseling, not without doing some of the tools and tips and, and strategies that I put inside of my um, book, you know, not without many tears, many mm. tears, many tears, but it is possible, but it is possible. Hope does exist. Hope does exist. Oh my, you preaching. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um, wow, you said so much. So after 20 plus years of, you know, wrestling with God, digging it out, healing, you know, going through that healing process of from your father wounds and probably others, right? Mm-hmm. What gave you the faith to say, now is the time for me to tell my story? Oh, well, it's, it's so crazy. I was, I had been pursuing, kind of sort of pursuing the idea of writing this book and it wasn't panning out and kind of detoured a little bit. As I mentioned, I um, started in Trusted Women. And so that was kind of like a five-year detour. Mm-hmm. And um, during that process, I did connect with an agent and that relationship kind of fizzled and it, it didn't pan out in the way that I had hoped it would. And I remember going into another depression again, you know, like, Lord, you know what? I'm tired. It's been 20 years. I don't know why I keep dealing with this book. It's not going to happen. You know, all these things are not in place, you know, doing the whole Moses thing. Like I stutter, God, I'm not the right one. And I'm, I'm frustrated anyways. And, and why are you doing it like this? So I had a, a whole moment just like that. And and right before I was, I was just going to, I always say I was going to do a Beyonce. I was just going to self-publish the book and drop it on Insta and be like, whoever wants this, come get it. Cause I'm done. I'm not doing anything with this book anymore. And right when I was at that place, I had gotten it edited by a friend of mine and uh, I was introduced to an, my acquisition editor with Ravel Books of uh, a, an imprint of Baker Publishing Group. And we I thought she wanted to talk to me about interested women. But then on the tail end of that, she was like, and I spent so much time learning about Keith Stevens, the leader of interested women. I, I felt like uh, I needed to learn about Keith Stevens, the writer. Mm-hmm. And so I went to your blog and I read your writing and I like your writing. So I'm over here, you know, because it was dead to me. The book was dead to me in terms of traditionally publishing this book I I it was dead I I I promise you it was dead and here she is like resurrecting hope and I'm looking at her on the zoom call like what in the world are you saying like what what are you doing because I totally gave up on this idea that you're now talking about and she said you know I told her about father wounds and she was like, yeah, that's a whole big issue. And I was like, well, this is what such and such told me. And it had me feeling like it was too such and such. And she's like, no, 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 no. Every time uh, another one of our authors goes out speaking, this always comes up. And I was like, okay. I said, so do you take unsolicited manuscripts? And she was like, yeah, send it over. And that's literally how my journey went. I reached out to a friend of mine that was an agent. She was like, I'm, I'll be glad to represent you. And then in six months, I had a book contract. And I say all that to say not because there's anything I think is super fabulous about me, but to cast a spotlight on God. I believe that God was saying it's time. 
It's time to talk about this topic in a, in a world where families are more broken than ever. We, we're smack dab in the middle of wars and rumors of wars. We're smack dab in the middle of, of gun violence that is horrific. We're smack dab in the middle of all of these um, social ills. Now is the time. I believe that God is saying now is the time to talk about it. And so he really parted the waters of the Red Sea on my behalf and um, opened up the doors and made it possible for me to finish writing and publishing this book. And there's so many things that where I've seen God along the way, uh, just just doing things for on my behalf in terms of endorsements or in terms of video projects and, and things like that is because it, it's on the heart of God. I believe that it's on the heart of God, that he is intimately concerned about this issue of the father, because if you take that father out, then you impact the entire family. There's so many statistics. One in four kids grow up in a father absent home. And there are Google statistics about what this uh, what this means for children that would be prone to alcoholism, prone to premarital sex, prone to drug addiction, prone to replicate this in their own families, prone to poverty, prone to homelessness. There are so many statistics. We already know this innately. You don't need me to tout them out, but God is intimately concerned about that. This is not his desire for any, any child and certainly any woman to grow up in a father absent home. That that's not his heart. That's not his heart. Mm. I love how you said your hope was resurrected. It's so true. It's so, it's so true. Wow. You know, God, God, God is so that. mindful of us. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if there's women out there who say, hey, Kia, I have father wounds. What are your top three strategies for starting that healing journey? You said it took you 20 years. It may take someone less time, more time. But if someone's just getting started, they, they are acknowledging, I have father wounds. What are some things that you would share with them? I think first I, I would say, you know, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. I I think so many women go through life never, ever hearing, girl, that stinks. Mm. I'm sorry. Let me sit here. Let me. Do you need a hug? Do you want me to hold you? That is hard. A lot of times we go through hard things and it's kind of like suck it up, buttercup, you know, or, you know, life is hard. Deal with it. And you never get that sister to come alongside you and say, I understand, you know, Mm -hmm. so I want to be that for the listener. If somebody's listening today and they're, you know, acknowledging it, but, but feeling timid and feeling just need a moment to grieve and to cry. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, take it, take it, take as long as you need, uh, because this is a hard thing and it's painful. I would also say that, um, the best place to begin this journey is on your knees. Mm. The Holy Spirit is described as a wonderful counselor. And and I I love that. I just recently got a new counselor. But when I tell you I was looking for the counselor, it was the hardest thing. I I felt like I was doing online dating and I didn't even (laughs) 
do online dating, but it was like, how do I pick a counselor? They are, all of their credentials sound the same. And, and all of these letters, these alphabets, I don't even know what they mean. And how do I know if I'll jail with this counselor, if they'll understand me or will they get me? Will they get my personality? And the thing about God and the thing about the Holy Spirit, he already gets us. Mm. Psalms 139 and, and 13 or some somewhere it's somewhere in Psalms 139 it says I formed you in your mother's womb he already knows us he knows how many hairs are on our head he knows our personality our quirks and our habits he knows our hang-ups he knows our mistakes our failures so when we start with God we don't have to fill in the backstory. We don't have to say, oh, and then this happened when I was two. And that's why I get uh, triggered when this happens. We, mm. we don't have to do any of that. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. you know, so I always say start with God because he knows you. He knows where you need to begin. You may just need to begin in silence. You know, you may just need to begin weeping or worshiping or crying or praying, or you may need to reach out to a licensed therapist, or you might need to start with forgiveness, or you may need to write a letter to yourself. I don't know, but God does. He is sovereign. He is matchless. He is a genius, especially when it comes to us. He is intimately keenly aware and alert about all of who we are we don't have to hide any aspect of us uh, and then to just get to more practical strategies i highly recommend this book even if i didn't write it i would recommend it just because there are some really good uh, reflective questions at the end of each chapter and the beauty of a book is that if you come to something that's like ooh, out you can close it, take a beat, wait a while, and pick it back up when you're ready. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, a journal and a book would be a great idea. In addition to that, there are some su suggestions. I have a whole chapter with tools that I have used from an empty chair, forgiveness letter. Um, I created a forgiveness wheel, highly recommend counseling and prayer and you know small groups if that's available sometimes we're going to need support on this journey because it, it's difficult some of us will be processing some really difficult experiences with our fathers some mm. traumas and and some abuse and some words spoken emotional abuse mental abuse physical abuse sexual abuse this may require, probably will require the assistance of a licensed professional counselor. This may require some trauma-informed care. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sure. what, whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you, and I, I believe firmly that he will reveal it, um, my prayer is that every person would have the courage to take that next step. You know, the, the phrase, how do we eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. We can't, we cannot eat that whole elephant. We can't in one sitting. No, and, and we're dealing with elephants. Wounds are like elephants. We have to do it one step at a time. One step at a time. That's so good. Thank you for sharing those, all those things. 
So there's a lady out there, a woman, a global girl. She's out there. She's saying, hey, Kia, I'm discouraged. You know, <laughs> I've got all this healing to do. I've tried and tried again to accomplish these goals. I've had some setbacks. What's one word of encouragement for the global girl out there who's saying, I too have faced some setbacks like you, you know, you thought you were going to publish all those years ago. And now God says, now is the time. How can you encourage others to keep going? Sure. Well, I think in the area of wounds, there is a scripture that I honestly just discovered maybe last year that I have been clinging to. And that's Psalms 1. Third one, make sure I'm saying this right, 147 and three, that yes. says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Yes. And my yes. favorite part of that scripture is the S on wounds is that it's plural, mm. that God is not saying, oh, if you discover a love wound, I'll deal with that. And then your affirmation wounds and your acceptance wounds and your provision wounds and your trust wounds, you need to go find somebody else that's got the patience and the time and the energy to deal with you because you just you're too much God's not saying that he's not saying that the scripture was actually originally uh referring to the exiles in Israel but I believe it's applicable to us today that God is saying every single wound that you unearth or that that you discover in your life I am capable and willing and desire to bind them up to wrap them tight, to put that healing balm on it that we were talking about and rewrap it daily until a scab forms and new skin forms and you are made whole. So I, I want that to be an encouragement to the listeners because I can relate. And, and some, a friend of mine pointed out the ING on the word overcoming, that it's present progressive, that tense is present progressive. And that means it's ongoing. ongoing. It's not a, it's not final that we put a period and say we have overcome. No, we will overcome being confident in this, that he who has done a great work in us shall be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So when Jesus comes back, then it's going to be complete and we will have overcome. But until then, we're overcoming. And that's that's good news. So we don't have to look at ourselves and say, well, I thought I would be here. And I thought I was going to be doing this at 40 and this at 45 or this at 26 and this at 30. I, I had these ideals and these benchmarks in my mind of where I was supposed to be. And I'm not there yet. And I'm feeling kind of frustrated about it. We don't have to feel that way. It's okay for us to be stuck in the present progressive part of, of the overcoming that we're, we're still by and by. There are things I still cry about. You know, God has done a work in my relationship with my father, but it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It is not perfect. I love my dad. <laughs> I have forgiven my dad, but there are still things that I know on this side of eternity I may not be able to experience with my biological father and that's okay. Mm. That's okay. okay. Uh, I have, I've learned how to get my needs met from my heavenly father Mm. and still be able to love my biological father out of the love that my heavenly father gives me. But also in saying that uh, I have hope. I have hope that one day once and for all, I will be completely made whole. You know, I I long for the day. I look forward to the day. Uh, And I want to offer that encouragement 
God does not have benchmarks for us. We we have these benchmarks. We have the five-year plan and the, the 10-year, 10-year outline of, of what we're supposed to be doing and when we're going to become this and do that and heal from this and all that. That's not how God does. God just says, come, come, come to me, all ye who are weary. And I'm just going to ad lib here, bitter, angry, frustrated, hurting, sad. Come, all y'all, y'all come on. Okay. And and spend time with me and then watch God work in your life as we delight ourselves in him, as we love on him, as we worship him, as we study his word, watch him do a transformative work in our heart that only he could do. Mm, so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm so enjoying this conversation. I'm talking to Miss Kia Stevens. She is an author, a speaker, and so much more. And she's been sharing her story about father wounds. Here, before we wrap up, I just got a couple more questions for you. First of all, what does it mean for girls to go global? Uh, I would think that going global is just taking the limits off. Uh, leaving leaving the lid off to to go wherever God might send you. If, if God sends you abroad or sends you next door to go there and, and to be freed up in such a way that you are willing to do that. Amen. So your book is coming out very, very soon. Um, tell us how um, folks can pre-order or pick up your book where it's located, where they can purchase, and how they can connect with you if they want to connect with you further. Sure. You can connect with me by going to my website at www.kiastevens.com. And you can also find uh, outlets where the book is sold by going to www.kiastevens.com forward slash books. Or you could just do a Google search and put in overcoming father wounds and that pink book should pop up at a couple of different retailers. Amen, amen. I can't wait to get my copy. I'm definitely going to pre-order to support you. And before we hop off, I would love for you to offer up a quick prayer for women and even men who may be going through their own healing journey, healing of father wounds. Would you mind giving us a a quick word of prayer? Sure. Um, God, thank you so much. We have talked about a ton of stuff, and I imagine there are women that are listening that um, if they do have a father wound, I imagine something may be stirring in their heart. They may be feeling a little bit unsettled. Their mind may have been catapulted to something that their father did they were unable to heal from in some part of their past. And Lord, I'm praying that you would manifest Psalms 147 and 3 in their lives, that you would be the God that heals the brokenhearted and binds up every single one of the wounds that they identify, whether it's a love wound or a trust wound or a physical wound or a sexual wound, God, whether it's an affirmation wound or an acceptance wound. I pray you would do the deep penetrating work that only you can do, God, that you would transform their heart, that you would take them by the hand, Holy Spirit, that you would let them know that you are near, that you are near to the brokenhearted God. Father, I pray that they would have the strength and the courage to take a step and then take another one, God. I pray that they would not be condemned. They would not be fearful. They would not feel alone, God, but they would know that you are with them. God, and I pray that your lavish love would pour over them. God, that they would sense the love of God, that you, your love would 
feel any father-shaped vacuum that they discover in their soul, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are capable to do this and immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. I honor you, God, and I bless you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. This has been such an encouraging conversation, Kia. I want to thank you so, so much for joining me. You're so welcome. Such a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Jasmine. It's been a pleasure for me to join you and the Go Global community. Thank you. This has been the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. If you have enjoyed the content, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Don't keep it all to yourself. Please join me next time. Don't forget to go global.